Hey, yo, say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The gold system. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host. Someday, when that day may never come, I'll call upon you to give a service. The Bronx Father. Welcome to TNA Chat Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Yes, we're back once again. Uh, interesting impact tonight. I thought a good impact. I'll tell you, that fucking, that crowd at Wembley was amazing. Amazing freaking crowd. And I've said it so many times before. It just enhances that product so much when you have that type of crowd who's really into it, who hangs on the, the wrestler's every word. But you know what? This is usually a solo gig, but tonight, no, no, no. He is the founder of just about every goddamn thing wrestling radio related on the internet, the founder of this show, the co-founder of Wrestling News Live. Please welcome back to the SNS Radio Network, the Trey Dog. Guess who's back? <laughs> Hello, 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 radio world out there. Bronx Father, how are you, sir? Pretty good, man, pretty good. I've been sick as a dog for three days, so I didn't want to promise and not deliver. So, I wanted to join you here on TNA Chat Live and talk a little impact wrestling. Sounds good, man, anytime. I'm always glad to work with you, man. 
Yeah, you sound a little... We, I noticed it before the show. You sound a little under the weather, but you know what? As they've said before, fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. The show must go on. I uh, had a friend of mine that, 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 that used to watch wrestling quite a bit. Got into TNA a little bit. Completely got out of wrestling. And then, you know, saw it the other day and asked me, um, you know, what do you see in TNA? You know, he, he didn't understand the, the, you know, the differences. And, you know, I described a lot of things to him, but, you know, I wasn't real happy with my final answer, so to speak. And the more I thought about it, I thought, man, you know, that just doesn't sound like the right answer to me. It didn't feel like the right answer to me. And the more I thought about it, I thought, you know, what is it about TNA that I like? You know, I, I like its simplicity, yes. I like its more adult-driven storylines. I wouldn't necessarily say adult, but maybe people our age without putting the adult tag on it. Right. Um... I just know that when I look at the WWE, I thought instead of looking at TNA and trying to figure out what I like so much about it, why not look at WWE and find out what what it is that's different that I don't like so much? And after I thought about it for almost 24 hours, you know... It hit me kind of that really at this point in the game, other than Dolph Ziggler, and I know y'all are going to hate me for this. If JJ were here, I'd probably be crucified, but sometimes, depending on what John Cena has going on in WWE programming, there's really nobody I'm invested in. There's nobody I really you know, can't miss. Like, you know, if their segment goes on TV and I miss it, I won't lose any sleep. And so then I look at TNA and, you know, I I like what James Storm does. I like what Daniels and Kaz do. Bobby Roode. Austin Aries. AJ Styles. I mean, these are guys that, that I'm emotionally invested in what they're doing. I like to watch what they're going to get into next, what's going to happen next to these characters. That used to be the case with the WWE when you had guys like Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Undertaker, Edge. You know, and that's just recently, within the last couple of years. You know, I mean, I, I had investment. There was investment in the product, in the WWE product for me. Since their retirements and, and such, I don't have that emotional investment to anybody on the roster that's on Monday Night Raw. I know a lot of people have really grown fond of Daniel Bryan, and that's cool. It's your right. 
to like who you like. Don't let anybody ever tell you you're an idiot for liking a certain wrestler. Don't let anybody ever tell you you're an idiot because you like the bad guys or you like the good guys. Just like who you like. And with me, I like Dolph Ziggler. I like what they've done with him. I like the occasional Jericho match. I like the occasional John Cena feud. You know, I kind of like the Big Show a little bit still. But being an old school guy, I haven't adopted any of the new WWE children that they're forcing down our throats. And by forcing down our throats, it's not necessarily in a negative term. That's just they're 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 putting their the the people out there that they have on their roster. But if you were to flip the TNA, I'm more likely to watch Impact than Raw because I'm invested in those characters that I mentioned earlier. And to me, that is the difference between TNA and WWE, and that is why I like TNA as opposed to the WWE. I don't dislike WWE programming, but if I had to choose between the two, I would take TNA. That's just the guy I am. You know, you can call me what you want. You can say what you want. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. You know, does TNA have their faults? Yes, they do. But so does WWE. But if all we're going to do is set and nitpick every little fucking thing that happens, it's time to quit watching, period. You know what it is, too? And here's the thing, though, too. I don't think you really need to justify watching either one because here's the deal. It, it's like when you tell a WWE fan you like TNA. It's like if Monday afternoon I decide to have a Whopper for lunch and then Thursday afternoon I decide to have a Big Mac. So what? I don't have to have you know strict loyalty to one company or the other. You know, I I like things. It's like, and I treat them fairly. It's like, look, this last Monday night, I'll tell you right now. In my opinion, I thought Raw was fucking excellent. I gave it an A. JJ gave it an A minus. And tonight, I thought Impact was good. You know, my my brother and I had argued a few months back because at that time. He didn't like TNA, and I, you know, tried the usual why, and he sort of gave me an answer, but something that didn't satisfy me. I said, okay, dude, you know, if that's the way you feel, he watches every week now, and he admits to me, you know what? He said, I got to admit, I gave it a chance, and I like it. So, there you go. I mean, I, I still have, I, uh, I still have, don't get me wrong, personal ties with some of the guys that are there, but for the most part, you know, I just want to see the company succeed, and I do like a lot of the little things that they do, you know, and a lot of the things that people don't like about TNA, I do like, <laughs> you know, and maybe I'm weird that way, I don't know, but, you know, I, I just wanted to get that out there, you know, because I had said something about it on Facebook. Well, I mean, I think one of my reasons for liking TNA... I thought tonight's show was awesome, by the way. Yeah. I, I like having an alternative, and I think, you know, you and I growing up, switching between WCW and WWE, where you were so emotionally invested in both products. I mean, okay, at one point, WWE was kind of hard to watch. But WCW pushed the freaking envelope and made them get better, and yeah... 
I would watch four or five hours of wrestling on a Monday night and had no problem sitting through both shows because it was so fucking good. You know, so I think, you look, I'm a wrestling fan. I don't go out and look for indie stuff. But, yeah, the, the only two wrestling products on regular TV right now, yeah, I'll watch the shit out of both of them. That's just me. Well, I mean, I, I still like the WWE. Don't get me wrong. I'm still going to watch. But, you know, I just, I don't mind watching the archive or watching it on DDR where I can fast forward through what I don't like the next day. I hear you. So that's pretty much all I got on that, man. I'm losing my voice, so. Well, you know what, man? If you have to leave, because I, I understand you don't feel good, but you know something? This was something I was going to save for later, but being you're here, I want you to hear this. Um, yeah, this is news to me. I didn't know. I'm, like I said, I've been sick all day, so I really haven't done much on the Internet. Now, I, I know this is TNA Chat Live, and, and this guy was in TNA for a cup of coffee, basically. But even if he wasn't, I'd still bring this up because I heard something today that kind of kind of affected me emotionally, emotionally excuse me, and, and it kind of broke my heart. Um, DDP and Jake Roberts, who, if you don't know, Jake is doing really well. He says he has 60 days clean. He, look, he looks like a million bucks, man. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck DDP's doing, but he whipped this old boy into shape, and... Both of them decided to contact Scott Hall because apparently he's doing really bad. And they wanted to bring him, you know, to to the DDP yoga facility at DDP's expense, set him up, try to help him. And really, there's like a nine minute clip on DDP's uh, yoga uh, YouTube page, which you should all check out. Definitely see the see the whole clip. But I got about three minutes of it for you, the most important parts. And um, the audio wasn't the greatest because Scott was on a cell phone. But you guys really, I'm going to warn you right now, this is pretty fucking graphic. It's pretty emotional if you're invested in Scott Hall at all. So, Brassai, if you'd be so kind, my friend, please. <coughs> Scotty. Scotty. Jake. Jake and Dally. Dallas, Dallas Page. Oh, Dally, my gosh. And Jake. Too, bro. I was, uh, I was, I was wanting to go, and that ain't cool, man. Cause there's too many people that love us, man. I'm dying. I'm all dying. I know, man. I was the same spot. I was begging for it every morning. All right. Well, then let's. Well, come on in, bro. Come on in. We got a great house here, man. Got Big great house. people here. Jake, Jake, Jake has turned monster, monster corners here, bro, but he wanted to do it. If you want to do it, I will fucking do anything to help you, bro. Me too, man. Hey, because I don't forget. 
New Orleans, dude. <laughs> I don't forget that. That was a huge part of my career that put me on the map. You know, I don't forget that shit, all the shit me and you've been through. So I would love for you to come here. Come tomorrow. Go ahead. I gave, I gave up on my house. I'm in the motherfucking bank habit. I don't give a fuck. I have it. I get it. Dude, I get you. You ain't got no money. Please, bro. You and I can do this together, man. How long have you been straight, Jake? Over 60 days. She got, she got 60 days? Yeah, man. I don't even want the shit. At Christmas, he broke up in wine, and I said, that shit stinks like hell. I mean, I'm drinking vodka for breakfast. Right? You don't have to, man. That ain't the the breakfast of champions, bro. Get your ass up here. Come on up here, Scotty. Come on, bro. Say it one more more time, and I'm going to do it. (laughs) Get your ass up here, monkey. It's different for us, man. But that's we can we can help each other, Scott. You and I can help each other, man. That's what I need you for. I need you. You listening, bro? I need you. Help me out. Yep. Get here tomorrow, bro. Come tomorrow, man. Come right now, whatever, man. No, no, dude. I got, got you. Got I got bedrooms you. ready. Got your bed ready. We've been waiting, hey, dude. We've been waiting for you. And I apologize uh, for the quality of the audio clip. I I tried everything in my power to make Scott as clear as possible, but you know, at the end he said uh, I'll be there, but then he said, uh, "Nah, you know, I'll, I'll sleep on it." and I mean, I heard this shit today, and it, it seriously, man, it broke my heart. Again, the DDP Yoga YouTube page, you can get the entire nine-minute clip uh, of them just, you know, pleading with this guy. And, and I, you know, Trey and, and JJ interviewed, of course, uh, both Kevin Hall, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall on Wrestling News Live, and that's an interview I go back and listen to a lot because it was so and he sounded so good. And you listen to him now. I mean, t- to me, he's obviously drunk. He, first, he had no clue who was even on the phone. And you know what, man? It, it, before I turn it over to Trey, I'll just say this. We have a standing, you know, practice on this network. We don't ask you guys for anything. But I'm going to ask you, not as a host, because it's not about that. I'm going to ask you as a friend, all you listeners. If you pray, pray for this guy. If you don't pray, then at least wish him well because he's, he sounds like he's in a bad, bad way, man. I think the first thing that Dallas needs to do, him and Jake need to get Kevin on the phone and get Kevin inside Scott's head. Yeah. Because that's one guy that Scott does still listen to and always has. Um, you know, I hope Scott does this because I see the miraculous, you know, blessed, blessed return to life that, that Jake the Snake has, has. I mean, y'all don't realize, I, I hung with Jake in Detroit 
and it was sad. It was sad. I, I, you know, I didn't even take a picture with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want, I don't want to remember Jake that way. You know, that's not Jake the Stake to me. Right. Um, but to see where he's at now and, and telling Scott, hey, I need you, brother. Come on down here. I've been sober 60 days. and Oh, it's such a blessing to have that Jake the Snake back. If anybody can do it, Diamond Dallas Page is the guy. And, you know, I want to put this the right way. You know, Diamond Dallas Page may have found his place, his mark on life. And in a business where so many people pass away from drug use and, and, and overdoses and roid rage or whatever the hell, you know, maybe Dallas Page could be that guy that can bring them all back. He's not going to save them all, but by God, I bet he can save a bunch of them. And the biggest one out there right now to get is Scott Hall. If he can get Scott Hall clean again, holy cow. Yeah, I mean, there was a line there. Uh, again, you know, I don't know how well the listeners heard that, but there was a line where he goes, I'm drinking vodka for breakfast. And he says, I'm, I'm dying, man. And like I said, to me, as a guy who grew up loving Razor Ramon, and then loving Scott Hall and the Outsiders and the NWO even more. I was always a fan. I, I'm honest, man. You know, look, I know I'm an asshole, but I'm not, I don't consider myself a bad man. And listening to that, man, is just, to me, is heartbreaking. It's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, I just hope that they get him the right help before it's too late. I hope he does come and see Dallas and Jake and then just blow it off. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, at the end of that video, uh, on the the screen, it says to be continued. So I think that, you know, DDP has some hopes that, you know, maybe. And I believe it was actually Kid. It was actually X-Pac who contacted DDP and said, yo, he's he's bad, man. Please, you know, try to do something. X-Pac's no angel, but, you know. No, but X-Pac knows what to say now still. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just wanted to I mean, I, I think, I, I don't know the whole story with Pac, but I can tell you right now that uh, about the time Triple H cut his hair and went back there behind the scenes and, and started reaching out to X-Pac, X-Pac has been involved in a lot of WWE events and really cleaned himself up. I mean, he still he still looks like hell because that's just the way he looks. Right. But, you know, he's wanting to get more involved behind the scenes with the company as well. Well, you know, you mentioned Kevin Nash. I look at Triple H as a guy. And again, I don't I'm a big Triple H mark. And I know you are, too. I don't know the guy personally, but he looks like the kind of guy who will throw you against the wall and beat the shit out of you out of love. Him and Kevin both. Oh, yeah. To get you to do the right difference is the difference is. Triple H will continue to do it. Kevin will give you a chance or two, and if you keep burning your bridge, then he's just going to give up on you. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when you have a life and and a family and a kid and a wife, 
you you can't keep breaking away from that to try to keep helping someone at some point you got to throw up your hands and say look man you know i've tried i think, I think last time i talked to kevin brass i was online with me and we were off the air and we were talking about scott and kevin said he was pretty bad yeah and then he'd done about just all he could do and you know the yeah. The drinking, man, because the drinking eventually you, you're going to freaking fry. You're going to fry your your liver, especially, but it fries all your internal organs, man. And oh, you know, yeah. he's Scott, Scott Hall's check liver light came on a long time ago. Yeah, but you know, there could still be hope. I mean, it's an amazing fucking organ; it can regenerate itself. I still think there's hope. Let's see. I mean, it just you know when he says to. Uh, to Jake and DDP, I'm dying, man. Yeah. I mean, not, not like, I mean, it's like if I call you up crying and screaming and say, Trey, I'm dying. I found out I'm dying. He's like, I'm dying, man. Like it's, you know, I, I had, you know, chicken for lunch today. It's just yeah. brutal. Yeah, I agree. To be continued. Yeah. Let, let's, you know, let's see what happens. But, uh, <sighs> Why don't you go to your first break and let me get out of here because I am losing my voice. All right, guys. Well, we're going to let the trade dog go. Trey, thank you, as always, for being on here. Um, when I come back, what I want to do is what this show is all about. I want to hear from you guys. I want you to call in, send me your emails, and, you know, you can talk about anything TNA-related you want. If you want to talk about Scott Hall, that's fine, too. And you know what? If you want to tell me... The same way Trey and I told you why you like TNA, we welcome that as well. So with that being said, Trey, good night. Feel better, my brother. I and will do my best. And I just want to tell everybody, make sure you think for yourself. You know, don't just say things that other people say because it sounds like the cool thing to say. You know, be a man, be a woman. Stand on your own two feet and have your own opinion. Yeah. I have no no host on this network has a problem with you disagreeing with us. Don't take what we say as gospel. You know, I'm I'm a fucking wrestling fan who does a radio show. So, you know, and if you don't agree with me, call me up and debate debate me on it. Maybe you'll change my mind. You know, but that's a great thing about our listeners. They they don't always fucking just take what we say as gospel, and that's what makes our listeners special. But I'll tell you what, man, Trey, feel better. Everybody, stay tuned. Your phone calls, your emails coming up next after the break. This is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme 
taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network, and I'll see you at the matches. It's go time! What's up, guys and gals? This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing... Video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Day in the Life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mind Wipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun.
Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west where real women come equipped with scripts and fake- All right, everybody, welcome back to TNA Chat Live. Here, only here on the SNS Radio Network. I'm back alone again. Uh, the Trey Dog, obviously, if you heard him, he's not feeling too too hot and he had to go. His voice was going, but I thought we had a good discussion. You know about why we like TNA, and like Trey said, tonight was a really good show. Um, we don't know who the number one contender is yet. A lot of shenanigans going on, and uh, Aces and Eights making their presence known. Bully Ray out with an injury right now, so he's still on TV. But you know that's that's going to be interesting to see how they follow up with that. A little bit of tension between Bully Ray and Brooke. Brooke kind of, she told him, you know, look, don't forget your wedding ring again, okay? And some tension between Brooke and Hulk. So, you know, this is going to carry on, and we'll see what happens. But um, the angle has my interest. It really does. I'm interested to see where they're going to finally go with it. But with that being said, I want to hear what you guys think about what's going on in TNA. Um, the phone lines are going to stay open. If, if we go a little long, we go a little long. Uh, Trey and I spent a, a good amount of time talking about, you know, what we needed to discuss. But uh, it's time to turn the show over to our listeners. So now the phone lines are officially open. Call now to talk TNA live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. And if you want a toll-free call in the U.S. only, sorry guys, 888-890-9618, 888-890-9618. You can add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype no matter where on the planet you are. Or you can send me an email at tnhatlive at snsradionetwork.com. I will try my best to get to those towards the end of the show. You know, a, another kind of non TNA thing that I wanted to get out tonight was this whole thing with the IOC wanting to get rid of wrestling from the Olympics. And Kurt Angle is pissed, ladies and gentlemen. The cyborg is fucking pissed. And TNA is fully behind Kurt. This is a sport that has been in the Olympics before Jesus came to this planet. Well, this earth, this planet. I had a JSK moment. The entire planet, the entire earth. But you get my drift. How do you take one of the defining sports of the fucking Olympics and, and even think about getting rid of it. And Kurt and Sheik are pissed. But with that being said, we do have a caller on the line. Well, welcome to TNA Chat Live. I know who you are, but tell everyone else. Well, anyway, since you guessed, this is Let's You Know 718. What's up, bro? <laughs> What's going on, man? Not much. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you were talking about the Kurt Angle store a minute ago, and uh, you know, I'm watching Bellator at the moment, and uh, Kurt was just on, you know, talking about that whole situation going on with uh, wrestling being dropped from the Olympics. You know, he's trying to promote the fact uh, to get the the MMA fans and the wrestling fans to trying to get this thing back on track and trying to get the sport back in the Olympics, which is a, a good move. You know, I like how they're trying to trying to get the mainstream MMA fans to get involved in this, and I think that's a good move. 
Well, I mean, I think WWE and ROH need to jump on this shit too, because you know you have a lot of a, a lot of potential talent. I mean, look at Kurt Angle coming from the Olympics to the pros, and I, I mean, I, I don't. With some of the shit sports they have in the Olympics now, like women's fucking table tennis and men's synchronized fucking jello swimming or whatever the hell they have, some of the bullshit they have, how do you get rid of... I mean, look, you look at pictures in in Greece of the Olympics in Athens, and one of the most iconic figures you see are two motherfuckers ready to lock up. I mean, really? Well, let me just say this. Uh, me personally, I don't really care for the Olympics, but I think it is a, I think it's a really bad move to drop a sport that's been there like for a very long time to replace it with something else, and something that's not well known to replace it is kind of a dumb move, in my opinion. Well, I mean, it's a sport that's in the Olympics is over, and yes, in the Olympics it is a sport, not sports entertainment. You're talking over 2,000 years old. It's almost like if I told you tomorrow, okay, from now on, the sun's going to rise in the west and set in the east. Not a big deal, but at the end of the fucking day, it would drive you crazy. It's just something that's part of life. And wrestling in the Olympics has been part of life since almost the birth of the Olympics. I, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. I really don't know, but... I think all wrestling fans, not just TNA, but if you're a wrestling fan, period, you should get behind Kurt. And <clears throat> the Sheik is pissed, too, which is never good. <laughs> well, it's very entertaining whenever the Sheik goes on a run on or whatever it is. Well, anyways, uh, back to what we're here to talk about is old TNA. Uh, as far as tonight's edition, uh, I didn't see everything I, I missed about the first hour. Uh, but from what I saw, like the second hour, it was it was okay. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was that uh, six-person uh, mixed tag match. But other than that, everything was fine. Um, let me ask you something. You know, right now they're in the UK, and they're trying to promote the the recent winner from this. Uh, I guess this. British boot camp. Uh, what, what's this guy's name? Uh, Bud, whatever. What was his name? Oh, God. You know what? I barely could... <clears throat> excuse me. I barely could understand it. Hardy Marty or... Marty Hardy? Is that the winner? It's him and the, the Blossom Twins are the British boot camp winners. The Twins are pretty damn hot. And this, this guy looks pretty good, but, I mean, he had a, a big botch where he tried to jump to the outside. I mean, I like how Taz almost broke character. Oh, these guys are green as goose shit. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> well, I think the, the winner was real lastly, that guy. <clears throat> and I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Let's be realistic. To anyone who, the TNA diehards, you know, like yourself and, and Trey, have you even seen even one episode of this uh, British boot camp? No. Now, let me put a question to everyone else that watched TNA on a regular basis. How much do you think the diehards actually watch at least one episode of this spin-off theory that's pretty much exclusive to the UK? 
Now, granted, it is online, but at the same time, how many of the TNA diehards are actually interested in this, you know, show? Well, I mean, you make you make a good point. See, I, I'm a guy who, I, right now, I I got five hours of wrestling a week with Raw and Impact, and I usually don't watch SmackDown. Uh, and I really, you know, no offense to some hardcore indie guys out there. I know, you know, you're one, but I don't really follow the indies that much. I just, I, I really don't have time. I mean, I love the sport, but, you know, Raw going to three hours really affects a lot of things too. But you're right. A lot of these shows that aren't readily available, I just don't feel like going out and looking for. You know, here's the interesting thing. Let's say, let's just say hypothetically that they delayed the UK tour for like a, another two months or so, and they decided to show the winners in the Impact Zone. Do you think that that winner would have got the reaction he had last week? No, but on on the one hand, though, you're smart for debuting them in England where they're going to be over. Yeah. I mean, they put Magnus over tonight as now one of the number one contenders for the, you know, the uh, TNA world title. And unfortunately, because Hogan got interrupted by aces and eights, we never found out what, you know, one thing I like about the ending, I love how Sting, yeah, you know, a few people in chat were shitting on the ending, said it was a little weak. I thought it was kind of cool the way Sting came out with the fucking cricket bats. You know, they're catering to the fans that are showing them love. I don't have a problem with that, but you're right. When these boot camp winners show up in, in the U.S., not so much the impact zone now because they're taking it on the road, but still, you're not going to get nearly the pop that they got tonight. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a, not a big problem, but it's going to be a problem for those guys to try to get over as far as in the States goes. But uh, as far as the ending goes, um, I didn't mind it as well. But I think people were might have complained. It's probably because there was just like when Bully came out, he had the chain, and when he got in the ring. But there's like at least like six or seven members that have aces and eights. And I think the problem was this is what I'm thinking: is why can't they just go in the ring and beat them up? There's only two guys, even though one has a chain, but they can still outnumber them. You know, I'm like, with aces and eights, and the sad thing is, go back and listen to the last four editions of this show, and I've said the same thing. And I, I'm getting to the point where I'm sounding like an idiot, and I'm not going to say it anymore, but I'll do it one more time. They need to shit or get off the pot with this angle. I mean, here's the deal. One of the problems they have with aces and eights is, do you really give a fuck about almost anybody in that group? I don't know. Okay. You know, all right, Taz, he was probably their biggest entrant. I mean, you know, Devon, I'm like, eh, it's Devon. Yeah. And I'm not meaning the shit on Devon, but I, I really don't care. At some point, and again, I'm going to be the fucking broken record. You got to insert somebody big into this because the guys that they got now aren't really even in shape. You know, it's like, here's the deal. As much as I liked Impact, 
tonight, and I did. I liked it. I agree with Trey. It was a good show. But it's like when Aces and Eights is doing something, or I hear Taz talking about them constantly, I just, it's getting to the point where I don't care. I care about every other part of the show other than what's going on with Aces and Eights. And they need to, look, either do something shocking or get rid of the angle. I think the big thing that people want something out of this is the leader. That's what I think they want the most. And last week, Trey brought up an interesting point where, I'm not sure this is exactly what he said, but, you know, AJ Styles. Now, to me, I wouldn't be upset at that. I would be intrigued by that if somehow AJ is, uh, I guess, some part as a, I don't want to say the leader, but like the top guy, you know, like the second in command, you know, it would be interesting to see because I am liking what they're doing with AJ so far as him leaving TNA and, you know, taking his time and, you know, it's AJ looking out for AJ. Hopefully they'll do, hopefully something good will come out of this. We'll see what happens with that. Oh man. See now if it was AJ. And I know a lot of people talking about Jeff Jarrett, but here's the deal. Relevance. Jeff hasn't been in the company for a while now. And yeah, I mean, that would be cool. But if it was AJ, the the, the TNA fans would go fucking nuts because he's the golden boy of that company. If you had him out, and like you said, even if he's not the leader, you could even start something where the leader starts to talk and AJ says, wait a minute, you know, I came to this group, I'm the fucking, basically the, the, the guy who's been the TNA homer for the longest and now I'm giving, you know, turning it over to you guys, you wait a second, I'm going to talk. And you have the leader go, all right, brother, go ahead. The leader thing you could save, I don't think you'd make AJ the leader because that wouldn't make sense. Because when Aces and Eights started, AJ was still doing okay. But I could see the emotional wreck of all the shit he's gone through in the last year. With losing a number one contendership for a long time. With all that shit that went down that, that Daniels put him through. Yeah, I could see him being a major, you know, tell Devon to shut the fuck up too. Right now, I'm running this shit. It could work. As I said, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, just a few, quick few things, and I'll go. Uh, the news that came out this week with uh, lockdown, uh, cutting down as far as the format changes, you know, maybe having two cage matches. For me personally, I think it's a great idea. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Now, when this concept first started, you know, with the, every match in the cage, enjoyed it. You know, there were a few good matches at some points, but then as the years go on, it gets a bit tiring, and, you know, we need something different for this pay-per-view, and I think this new format is a great idea, in my opinion. I'm so glad you said that. You know, it's like, look, yeah, I love cage matches as much as the next guy, but when every match is in the cage, by the time the main event comes up, you're like, oh, another cage match, you know, but... If you had regular matches and then leading them up to the cage matches, 
when they finally happen, you're like, oh, shit, all right. You rub your hands together. It's time to get shit down. You know, and a lot of people would shit on TNA for saying, oh, every match of the cage, that's stupid. Why are they doing that? And now that they're, you know, changing it around, people are going, oh, that's crazy. I liked it when every match was in the cage. Well, make up your fucking mind. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it at all. I think it's a smart move, and I think it makes the cage matches all that more important. And exactly. It's, yeah. You know, it's like the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. If every match was in the cell, by the end, you don't give a shit anymore. There you go. I don't know, man. <laughs> Just it, it, It's a typical IWC, man. You know, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, go on, man. No, I was going to change topic, but... Uh, uh, Rude and Aries, as far as the tag team titles go, uh, I don't mind it. It, they have something to do for the time being, and to be honest, when you think about it, who else is there in the tag division? You know. Yeah, but I also like. See, all right, I like the way that they're at odds more than like the way Kane and, and Daniel Bryan are at odds because. Tonight, I thought was I was laughing my freaking ass off when you know one guy's like, "Oh look, I'll lay down for you." Yeah, no problem. And then motherfucker lays down. He tries to roll up. I mean, it was great. I, I like how I never thought the two of them together would be that captivating, but I'm interested in where this is going, and especially that you know neither guy really went over tonight. I mean, again. You know, we have to wait and see. I, I like them as a tag team. I think they're great together. I agree. And I, I want to answer Trey's question before he, he left. And this is my personal opinion. For me, what got me into TNA was one reason. I, myself, I do follow the independents, you know, whether it's uh, Ray Honor, Chikara, Pearls and Gorilla, whatever. All right. It gives a chance for TNA to bring certain guys from the independents to give them a shot at the, at the national TV. You know, I want to see those guys expand more. And when I see them on national television, you know, I'm happy for them getting the exposure and showing the fans that don't normally go to their shows to show what they're all about. And that's what I like, you know. TNA gave it a chance to certain wrestlers who don't get the opportunity, whether it's in WWE or whatever. It gives them an opportunity to show, showcase their moves and their, their styles and whatever. That's what I like about TNA. Yeah. Now, some of the things I don't like about TNA, and it's one main reason, is mostly with the, an end with, an, with the storyline whether it's overbooking or going to the wrong direction, you know, that's my main priority. With, that's my main problem with this company. Now, granted, WWE does that sometimes as well, but TNA has a track record of doing this more. Yeah, it's like, you know, finding a, a solution 
a means to an end. I mean, it's like aces and eights. You know, if I go to, to TNA right now and I say, where's this going? Sadly, sadly, I don't think I'd be able to get a straight answer because I don't think they quite know yet. I mean, you're right. They do have more of a track record of doing that. But, you know, let's see. Ho hopefully, the booking has changed a bit over the last year or year and a half. So, maybe we will get, you know, a, a big surprise. Who knows? You know, especially with the aces and eights angle. And I want to I know what's up with AJ. You know, every week I watch it. I'm like, am I going to see AJ tonight? Am I going to, is he going to come back? What's he doing? So let's wait and see. Right. And uh, one quick last thing. Uh, uh, Bronx, uh, I'm sorry to hear that you won't be joining me this weekend for the FWE show. Uh, hope everything's all right with you. And uh, maybe hopefully we'll do this some other time. Yeah, everything's okay. Uh, it's like I told Crelly, who I would, I would really like to, to on the air thank for, for making that available to me. But, you know, some family stuff came up. It's nothing bad. It's just, you know, family stuff that I really have to take care of this weekend. It's a three-day weekend. It'll be a good opportunity to do it. And I, I can't make the show. But hopefully, you know, like, like you said, the next one we'll get together, man. Yeah, don't worry about it. All right, with that being said, I'm out of here, and take it easy. All right, man, take care. All right, the phone lines are still open. Um, uh, while I wait for another call, I'm going to read a quick email from MMA Outsider, who says, The bad guy seems to have reached rock bottom. Scott Hall has continued his downward spiral outside the ring. Hall is a wrestling legend, but his drug and legal problems may make us all forget about him i hope he can get help or he wants help because this may truly be his last call i agree but with that said we have another caller on the line welcome to tna chat live who's this hey what's up Bronx man it's terrence man how you doing tonight doing good man how you doing doing good man you know listening to your trait earlier you know kick it man everything sound good man um i'm loving the show so far um, I thought TNA tonight, man, was, was real good, man. Uh, I thought that they, you know, and, you know, for the British fans, what they did tonight, they put a, a real strong quality show together. All the matches was real good, you know, you know, give or take, you know, with the finish at the end and things like that. But, you know, the women's, the women's, the men's tag team match was good. Uh, the RVD match was good. The Kurt Angle Joe match was good up until the Aces of Eight interfered. I mean, all the guys worked their butts off tonight, and it really showed, like I said before, man, you know, that when they're in front of a hot crowd, you know, these guys can really perform, and that's the type of that's the type of show they put on tonight. So the show was, I thought the show was real good, man. I thought it was real good. I thought it was real good, too. But, you know, it's funny you reminded me now something I was going to talk about. The Joe Angle match, it was going so good. That was a match I think you could have kept Aces out of. Now, I know why they didn't, because Angle, you know, is going to, uh, is definitely one of the guys that they're gunning for, so I understand that. But I would have still loved to have seen one of those classic things where either Joe gets the win or Kirk gets the win, whoever, and then they just shake hands and freaking hug, then have Aces try to come in and have them fight them off together. Because, <laughs> look, Kurt Angle and freaking Samoa Joe, 
that's a match if they took up the entire two hours of impact with it i've had no problem it, it just kind of pissed me off that it ended premature yeah yeah agree i mean what they, they what they did tonight also they let a lot of the matches you know go long where you know normally you get a five six minute match seemed like a lot of those matches were like 10 12 minutes so you know they let the guys perform tonight and like i said i thought it was a good show but I must agree with you, man, with the Aces and Eight thing. It's, it's getting to the point where you really don't care about the guys that's in the group. You know, like you say, Devon. And I, I've never been, like, a, a huge Devon guy when, when he went singles or anything. And, you know, giving him the belt back where he's disgraced the TV title but not defended it again. I mean, Devon really does nothing for me. You got Mr. Anderson, sort of like a background player. Uh, you got Bischoff's son and then Wes Briscoe's son now in the group. And you got... Mike Knox that really doesn't have a name, and you got Doc as the DOC, you know. So it's, it's just you, you really don't, you know, you're really not invested in, in those guys. And, you know, what is the next layer going to be? Because we're running out of time. I mean, they only have, what, two more live shows before the, um, before the lockdown pay-per-view because, you know, next week is another tape show. So something's got to happen in the next two weeks when they go back to Orlando where we're going to see what's going to happen with this thing. And... And like you just said earlier, man, we need a conclusion with this, and I hope lockdown is where we're going to be able to see who's behind this thing because they 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 have strung this thing out, man, worse than a criminal court case. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <coughs> Excuse me. But, you know, you're right. And what do you think about, uh, you know, them reducing the number of cage matches at lockdown? Well, well it sounds great to me because... Uh, you know, over the years they gave us the, uh, you know, the reverse climb out of the cage match or the climb into the cage at lockdown. I mean, they gave us, they gave us so many different cage matches. So, you know, just having the, the top two or three matches in the cage, I think that really, you know, helped, you know, really would, you know, really do the pay-per-view some justice. And then also watching a whole pay-per-view, you know, cage matches sort of blows. So changing the format I think really helps. And it will add to the intrigue of when you do get to that main event or that cage match you get pumped up for, like you said earlier. Yeah, I mean, and and I wouldn't even have both cage matches back to back. I'd have maybe, I mean, okay, let's just assume with cage matches, you can't have that many on the pay-per-view. Even if, let's say, you have six matches, you know, have fucking two regular matches, a cage match two more regular matches and then end with another cage match that i have no problem with that i i I can't believe the people who are shitting on this i'm like really no and i think also the reason why they're probably doing that this year because they're going to be the alamo dome and they don't know how that may play off in the dome or depends on how many people are going to get so changing the format i think also definitely because they're in the dome but you know any any format changes team they can do with lockdown really helps because that lethal lockdown to me, the last couple of lethal lockdowns, I sort of not really liked them. Uh, I don't know, maybe because of the period of the guys last year. I think Derek Bischoff was a captain, didn't think he deserved it. So, you know, hopefully it gets a little better this year. I'm not too happy with Sting being the captain again. I just really think you got to eventually push somebody else into that league spot. You know, you got two 50-year-old guys, 50-plus-year-old guys with Hogan and Sting still carrying a torch where, you know, at some point you got to say, Run with the ball, uh, James Storm. Run with the ball, this guy, that guy. You just can't continue to keep pushing Hogan and Sting down our throats, especially with them going on the road. And speaking of them going on the road, man, uh, 
I, the tickets in Chicago are selling w- really well, so it looks like they're going to have a, a huge success coming out the gate when they go to the Sears, uh, Sears Center. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've made a lot of changes in a short amount of time uh, between cutting down the live pay-per-views to four and bringing impact on the road. You know, they've they've done a, a lot of things so far, and let's see where it leads. You know, I, let's let's give it a chance before you know. Don't don't just shit on everything yet. Let's just see. I mean, l- like I told Trey. My brother and I used to argue in that, and he wasn't a TNA fan, but then he started watching it, and we talked a few weeks ago, and he's like, you know what? It's pretty damn good. I'm into it. So, you know, it just goes to show we can bring some converts, man. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it was just like, you know, you know, just like, you know, I'm a huge MMA guy, and a lot of people say, well, you know, why you watch Bellator or why you like Strikeforce and Strikeforce was on. You know, it's just being a fan of the sport. And you got to give it a try. You just can't be, you know, in a tunnel and say, well, I'm just going to watch WWE or I'm just going to watch UFC. you got to sample every brand. I'm not saying you got to like it, but at least give it a try, give it a fair shake, because one day you may see that guy that was in WWE in TNA. You might see that guy that was in UFC at Bellator. So you got to sample it all so you know who's who and what's going on. And, that, and that's, that's, that's truly being a fan, not just being a fan of a particular brand. And I think that's what a lot of people lose. I think if you remember, and I know you remember this, when WCW and WWF was going head-to-head the Monday Night Wars, I mean, man, you, your finger was on that clicker. Every time a commercial, you try to switch over to see what was going on. And I think if TNA gets to be successful with this new format and, you know, with WWE trying to block them going to certain arenas, I mean, this could, you know, turn into be very interesting. And I don't know what TNA's ceiling is, but if they stay what they're doing right now and they with the 1.4, 1.5, million fans, I mean... That's pretty comfortable and competitive, especially being on Spike TV. So, I mean, only thing they can do is just continue what they do and, and just try to get better at the things they don't do good. But at the end of the day, man, it's a good alternative. Sure, they're not going to be king of the block, but, hey, they fill in the void that, you know, at one point we had two great companies, and now we're starting to get two great companies again if people give it a chance. Definitely. And like I said, I, I don't understand why people get heat over liking both i mean look sometimes i'll eat at mcdonald's sometimes i'll eat at burger king you know <laughs> I, I don't need a fucking loyalty to one place or another i i like both products you know <laughs> when they're both good i'll say it when they this week i've enjoyed wrestling this week you know more than i have in in, in a while wwe had a great raw i thought they had a very good impact tonight so who cares? I like them both. No big deal. Yes, yes, definitely. And and just lastly, you know, let me get off, but uh, the Scott Hall thing, man, and, and just real quick, man, I mean, that guy was, you know, when he came into the WWE, you know, he was in the AWA as, uh, what was he, uh, well, he was Scott Hall, completely different than what he looked, went to WCW, was the Diamond Stud and a couple other gimmicks, and then he burst on the scene at WWE. I mean, the guy had world champion written all over him. Didn't, didn't become world champion, was intercontinental champion. Came to w, WCW, blew up on the scene. Thought he was going to be world champion there. Didn't happen. And all of a sudden, you know, all these demons and all these problems, they fired him for a minute, brought him back. He never cleaned himself up. You know, went, to, went back to the WWE, gave him a chance. Didn't clean himself up. TNA, give him chance after chance, still messes up. And ESPN, they did a piece on him on uh, uh 360, 
And it's just so sad how far this man has fallen. And, it's, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, one day, you know, we read that crawl on ESPN, Scott Hall has died. But this is a guy that, man, I, I remember him years ago when WCW Nitro came to the Capitol Center and, and him and Kevin Nash just, like, took the place over. And everybody went crazy. And I think I was, like, 15, 15 years old then. And it's just so exciting, you know, to see those two guys. And and with that NWO angle did, it just made everybody in the world a wrestling fan. You even saw those guys at the uh, TNT Awards that they have on TNT that year. I mean, these guys were everywhere. And now you look at this guy 15, 20 years later, and you just say, wow, this guy's really falling off. And just to see him at this point where WWE has given him chance after chance, put him in rehab, and he's still not well, you just really got to wonder what it's going to take to get Scott Hall clean and sober. At this point, man, I hate to say it, man, I, I just don't think it's going to be, you know, Diamond Dallas Page there to do it. It's going to be have to be him inside of himself to say, I want to get this up. I want to live. I don't want to be like all my other friends. I don't want to be like Louis Ricoli. I don't want to be like uh, all, the, all, all the, you know, you miss the guys that we can name, you know. We can go on and on and name these guys. he got to say, do I want to live or do I want to die? And the only person can make that decision is Scott Hall, and I hope he made the right decision. But as you've seen again and again from him, short of indie date drunk and high and, and things like that, you've seen the piece on ESPN, you got to say, man, his chances are slim enough, and I think slim about ten. All right, brother. It's always great talking to you. All right, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Take care, man. All right, man. Have a good weekend. You too, bro. All right, I'm going to, you know what, I'll take one more phone call, but in the meantime, I'm going to read one last email from Acer. Now, Acer, I'm going to kind of abridge your email, brother. No offense to you, but you asked a few questions that I already answered. But uh, I will read the parts that I haven't answered. My thoughts on TNA permanently going on the road now, and with the news that TNA will not use the impact zone at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, do you think, well, first of all, as far as that goes, I think it's good, and I think it's, I think it's great, but I, I don't know if they're not going to use the impact zone permanently. I mean, I, I would hope that they'd still go back there, you know, because it, it's kind of like the ECW arena. Um, do you think Garrett Bischoff and Wes Briscoe are good additions to the Aces and Eights or not? Eh, I kind of answered that. I, I, I don't know. I, I, yes and no. Uh, like I said, they need a big deal with that. Who's next on the unmasked chopping block? I don't know. I, I, the leader? I really don't know. Austin Aries and Bobby Roode. And I apologize. I don't know if anyone else is hearing that sound but me. But if you guys would hold on for just one moment. Okay, I'm just getting like a lot of feedback here, guys. I, I apologize. But, um, you know, getting back to Acer, um, Acer's email, he has a quick non-TNA question. What do you think about the overall card for Elimination Chamber at WWE? I'll answer that. I think it's great. I'm looking real forward to the Elimination Chamber, and I think it's, it's going to be a good pay-per-view. So, you know, thanks for the email, Acer. And like I said, you know, I'm sorry I didn't read your entire email, but, uh, you know, you asked some questions that I'd already answered. Well, 
No more phone calls. Good show tonight. The phone lines are officially closed. I want to thank Trey, Terrence, Latino, all the emailers, everyone for listening. Few uh, business things to get out of the way. Yes, the Elimination Chamber is this Sunday, so make sure, as always, you head on to fordown.org and put in your picks for the Elimination Chamber. Once again this month, Four Down stacked. A lot of questions. You know, sit down, hash it out, answer them as best you can, but please represent the SNS Radio Network on fordown.org. Make sure you check out all the shows on the SNS Radio Network. Um, Running the Ropes, which was live earlier today. The archive, if it's not up yet, it should be up very soon. Make sure you check that out. This Sunday, as I said before, the Elimination Chamber. It will be most likely myself, JJ Sexay, and Mark the Shark DiCarlo covering that WWE pay-per-view. All the weekend podcasts, Beyond the Bell, the Elite Force podcast. If I'm leaving anyone out, I'm sorry. Tuesday, of course, 9 p.m. Eastern, Wrestling News Live returns to the SNS Radio Network with JJ and myself. And next week, again, TNA Chat Live will be back. Same time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. So as I see that Skype is about to turn heel on me, I'm going to tap out. You guys have a great weekend. Be safe. Be careful. And thank you once again for tuning in. This has been TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network.